you big dumb shit goddamn motherfucker! When I go driving, I stay in my lane. We're getting cut off, it makes me insane. Hello, welcome to Road Rage. I am your host, Keith D'Souza. And on this inaugural episode, episode one of Road Rage, and this episode features the special guest, GPS, at Lovable Never Do Well. So, um, thank you for listening, and without further ado, here's episode one of Road Rage. Turn around when possible, South Barrington Road. Fuck. Now I'm lost. God damn it. I bought you so I would never get lost, you GPS. And then you have the ball to sass me? Turn around when possible. South Barrington Road. How about you go fuck yourself? Alright? I am turning around. What do you think I just fucking did? Now where do I go? You tell me. You were the one who got me into this fucking mess, but not speaking up. Make a U-turn, Highway oh. 68, oh. West Dundee Road, oh. then really? turn right. A U-turn, huh? A fucking U-turn, that's your solution? Oh, you stupid bitch. Or dude, or whatever the fuck gender you are. You asexual fucking asshole. Sexual asshole. Actually, it would be a really great band name. So, that's a good idea. Gotta log that one for the notes, Keith D. Turn around when possible, Dundee Lane. Alright. Sorry, that one's on me, alright? That one is on the old Keith D. After one quarter mile, turn left. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Thanks. Thanks for telling me a new route instead of just telling me bullshit like, uh, hey, make a U-turn if possible. Yeah, okay, thanks for reminding me the if possible part, right? Like, uh, if it was impossible, there was just oncoming traffic, I would make a fucking U-turn into it. That's the kind of sass I'm talking about. Oh, there's a cop. Maybe I'll get pulled over. <laughs> I wasn't breaking any serious laws, so, uh... I could get pulled the fuck over. Get it on podcast. Podcast the police, people. Who's gonna podcast the police if they don't podcast themselves? that was the first part of the first episode of Road Rage and that was back in my hometown of Palatine, Illinois or my old hometown rather on this trip 
in this first episode of Road Rage, I am driving from Illinois back to San Francisco, California, where I currently reside. Or at least I thought I was driving back to San Francisco, California, as well. Bit of a teaser for later on in the episode, but where we pick up now, I am driving to one of my stand-up comedy gigs in Omaha, Nebraska. And that Omaha show turned out to be really great. I did about 30 minutes and it was a really fun show. And uh, I feel like I had a sense of that driving to the show, as we can see from this next installment of Rogue Rage. Alright, this is World Rage Next installment I think that's what we're going to call this Podcast, or It's just a note to myself I talk about shit and Fucking write it down later Because, nah, I did that out But, uh Driving to Nebraska Right now Doing a show there Excited about Never been to Omaha before that's where I'm driving. I'm not sure if I'm in Iowa or Nebraska. I don't fucking know. But on the way to Omaha, and uh, I'm having to talk politics, all right? I've uh, been watching a lot of politics. I stopped watching politics back in like 07 because I, I would just get angry. It would just make me just fuming mad and. I realize it doesn't really affect my day-to-day life, you know, in a way that was actually making my life any worse, but I was just getting upset about all this stuff that really didn't affect me, so uh, I stopped watching politics, and, uh, but this year, Matt, 2016, I'm not sure when this fucking podcast is coming out, but... 2015 is a political year, man. I got the Bernie Sanders. He inspired me to start following politics again. And I'm fucking furious again. I, it's it's fucking ridiculous. I, I didn't know what the whole ISIS thing. I didn't know where ISIS was from, where they're operating out of. I hear about the bombings in Paris and recently Brussels. But I, I, I don't know anything about ISIS. Then I watched uh, Farid Zakaria documentary about ISIS. And uh, it's pretty fucking clear that George W. Bush, I mean, his administration, started that whole fucking ISIS shit by invading Iraq and getting rid of Saddam Hussein. Why? Why do you get rid of Saddam Hussein? Oh, because they had weapons of mass destruction. Bullshit. There were no weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass deception. So they fucking got rid of Saddam Hussein, who, yeah, sure, he was a brutal dictator, but he lives in a brutal fucking place in the world where there's radical Muslims, different sides, different factions, people ready to be terrorists. He has to fucking rule with an iron thumb to keep control of that shit. And we fucking got rid of him. And that is what had the grounds to breed ISIS because... The no fucking leader. They see U.S. troops in there all the time. People are gonna be pissed, and that way you can radicalize just fucking moderate Muslims if they have them there. They get radicalized to be these extremists, and they fucking do terrorist attacks in Europe. And um, 
maybe they'll come over here at some point and do terrorist attacks. Because of that fucking Iraq war that Donald Rumsfeld and George Bush started. And you know, oh, everyone's, oh yeah, the, it was all about the oil. That whole war was about the oil. Bullshit, it was about the oil. It was about the fucking war, all right? Because it keeps that war machine turning, all right? I, I, yeah, it's a fucking military-industrial complex. This is how this shit works, okay? The military is a job. People's careers and jobs are in the military, all right? So everyone who, who works for the military, that's their business. They want their business to keep prospering so... They'll all have jobs and all their uh, co-workers will continue to have jobs for, you know, the next 10, 20, 30, <coughs> hundreds of years. And what better way to do that than by radicalizing a fucked up place in the world, creating ISIS. They're planting the seeds for future wars is what these fuckers are doing. They're planting seeds for future wars. And that's what we have now, the fucking Iraq war. They planted that seed in fucking 2006, whatever the, maybe before that, whenever they invaded Iraq, that was the first seed that was planted. And now that seed is paying off in a fucking war tree. It's, it's a fucking war tree that's bearing fruit. And we're going to have an enemy for the next decade, two decades, three decades. And if you think I'm full of shit, it's been going on since the fucking 50s. All right. Look at Bay of Pigs invasion. Supplying Cubans with arms. Look at the fucking Iran-Contra. Reagan supplying goddamn Afghanis with arms so they could fight Russians. All right, or maybe it was Iranians, but they definitely also, I don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't really researched this shit, but look it up, all right? This is true. Iran-Contra, they gave Iranians weapons. They gave Afghanistan, they were paying Afghanistan army to fight Russia. And the Afghan, all those weapons that they gave Afghanistan are now in that, or went into the hands of the Taliban and Osama bin Laden. <sighs> And then 20 years later, we're fighting them. Alright, that's been this installment of Road Rage. In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Wash minds. Oh, larger. All right, road rage coming at you from the Rocky Mountains. Fucking mile, high, more than a mile high right now. I'm driving through uh, 70 West through the fucking Rockies, and there's goddamn snow coming down. So, uh, this might be the last podcast I ever do. Probably not. I'll be podcasting in heaven. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to keep talking. Because i got to keep both hands on the wheel. Keep both hands 
on the wheel in case your fucking ice shit slips. I'm driving like an old man right now. I'm driving 54 miles per hour. One mile under the speed limit, people. But I'm going through the fucking Rocky Mountains. Alright? Don't fucking... Oh, oh, I'm a fucking Colorado. I'm just whizzing by you at 70 miles per hour on 70 West. Well, you know what? Maybe you got snow tires on shit. I don't have that shit on my car. Oh, I can't wait to get to fucking California. Never driving through winter shit ever again. This is the last goddamn time. Winter, I'm just gonna go through the south where there's no fucking snow. It's not snowing anymore. Turn off my windshield wipers. Oh, but then the fucking douchebag SUV in front of me had to spray me with a bunch of fucking whizzing in front of me and then spraying me with a bunch of the fucking snow on the road snow road snow shit what, what the fuck is going on here is that truck turning no he's stopped out okay all right don't come in my fucking lane trucker this truck has his warning hazard signals on in the right lane i'm driving in the middle lane i'm not one of those left lane motherfuckers today no sorry bob 80 west before I hit Denver I was doing 105 fucking miles per hour on the left lane I, I was a motherfucker risen by these slow ass bitches in the middle lane but now I'm on a mountain snowing in the middle lane I'm doing 60 Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Why the fuck is some of this rain making my window stand like that? I can't fucking see, bitch. Don't freeze. Yeah, there we go. Sometimes you gotta use the windshield wiper fluid. But I was afraid it was gonna freeze and turn into ice, and then I'd be fucking driving off a mountain cliff because I can't see where the fuck I'm going. Well, that's not the case. Now it's all clear. All clear sailing for old Keithy. Sharp turn. Chief House, exit 253. Chief Hosa. Must be a Native American thing. It's the one guy in the village they didn't kill. Uh, they named the town after him. Well, the exit at least. A bit more windshield wiper fluid. There we go. It don't last for long With the Colorado Rocky Mountain High I've seen it rain and fire in the sky The shadow from the starlight Is softer than a lullaby 
Because I didn't check my fucking oil when I should have in Denver. There was no goddamn oil in the thing. And I fucked up my engine, blew out a thing in the engine, and it's bullshit, and fucked. I was waiting for the AAA tow truck guy to get here and most likely just tow it to a junkyard. But, uh... I don't know, I'll have another mechanic look at it. Oh, because I got real lucky, and so many fucking assholes just driving by me on the road. I wasn't getting cell phone reception. Then uh, one decent human being stopped, and turned out he was a mechanic. So there, there is hope for humanity, but... Check your fucking oil, alright, people? Every time you go to a gas station, just put that dipstick in the thing. You don't have to know about cars. You just gotta... Uh, everybody knows this shit already except me because I'm the dumbest fucking person in the world. Uh, so, um... I don't know. Maybe get a fucking rental car and drive back. Who the fuck knows? But, um... Alright. That's how that ended. Hey, I want to apologize. I just missed a beautiful moment to record the police. Um, I was... A fucking car broke down on the side of the on-ramp. And uh, I'm just standing out there with my poncho. Fuming mad. Road raging it up. And uh, these two police van, police, big SUV police cars pull up. And I'm thinking, oh, they're, they're probably uh, probably trying to help me, you know, see if uh, there's a mechanic coming or something. But uh, they, they ask me the usual police, like they're suspecting me. They ask to see my ID, which I give them, I have my driver's license. And then uh, they ask to search my car because there's a lot of drug traffic or, yeah, uh, drug trafficking through the area. So, you know what? I, I didn't follow my own advice. First of all, of always, always podcast the police. Because you got to. Because um, they don't podcast themselves. And, uh, second advice is never let a cop do anything. That is against his, um, against your rights, which is they need a warrant to search your fucking car. All right, they can't just hey, this is a heavy drug drop area. Really, the fucking on ramp at four, uh, exit forty nine on the seventy west highway. That's a fucking drug drop right above a highway. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. Although it was, nobody was taking that exit, so. It was a pretty secluded exit, but uh, they just saw a guy with a poncho and assumed he's a drug trafficker. And then <laughs> the best part is uh, the fucking tow truck gi- driver guy. He, uh, he, he, because that's why I, I let the cops search my car because fucking tow truck driver was coming. 
I don't want to waste his time because they're going to be like, all right, well, we got, we're going to have to bring the dogs then because then they bring the dogs. Dogs are trained to bark and then they have the right to search your car. But um, uh, I didn't want to do that because I had a tow truck guy come in tow the fucking car. I just wanted to get this shit over with quickly and I didn't have any illegal shit. I had uh, like a gram and a half of weed, maybe two grams of weed, which is legal in the state of Colorado. And, uh, but of course, they, uh, they asked me, you, you don't have any drugs in the car, $700,000 or weapons or, I'm like, no, I wish. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, they didn't laugh at all. But, um, they, then they asked me if I had any marijuana in the car. I said no, because I'm just trained to say, I'm just used to saying I don't have any weed in the car. And, you know, I, I thought it was pretty obvious that, uh, I wasn't a narcotics trafficker. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, yeah, they find my weed, they're like, well, if you're lying to us about this, how do we know you're not lying about something else, and, uh, <laughs> like, there's no drugs, it's like, how do, how do I know there's no heroin in the car, I'm like, I don't even know what heroin looks like, I, I keep lying to them, and, uh, uh, then, you know, the tow truck driver's already showed up at this point, and, like, as soon as he pulls up, he gives me a look, like, oh, come on, dude, like, I, he's not, he wasn't a fan of cops, himself, because it was a look of, dude, I've been there, and this is shitty luck, like, not like, dude, you fucked up by attracting police attention here, but, um, he, uh, no, maybe a little of that, so, tow truck driver gets there, and then the cops talk to him, I figure there's, there's, they tell me, oh, we're going to clear you to the tow truck driver, let, you know, let him know there's nothing, going on, and then, uh, tow truck driver told me later that the cops say, <laughs> said to him, well, he, he's definitely getting one over on us this time, because, <laughs> uh, I, there were definitely drugs in that car, <laughs> so, uh, I guess the cop thought I, I had harder drugs in the car, and they just, because I had a shitload of stuff in the car, right, I had clothes, hundreds of CDs that I'm transporting, punk rock CDs, mostly, and then, uh, Yeah. So, I wish I could have uh, podcasted the police interaction, because this is what I've been talking about. I missed a golden goddamn opportunity, but now that I'm sure I'm driving a rental car with Colorado plates through fucking Utah and through Nevada, I expect to get pulled over a couple times. And you know what? I'll wear my fucking poncho on the way. And I'll get pulled over, and I'm going to podcast the police. I promise you that. All right. <laughs> I can't believe those cops thought that I... <laughs> they got something over You got fucking heroin in there, dude. I, know. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what a heroin looks like. You know, I probably do, but... But, no, I, I mean, I don't obviously don't have any other drugs in there, but... What did he say? Uh, weed, but we can't do anything about that. <laughs> he said, well, he got one over on us this time. Well, it's been quite the adventure here on the first episode of Road Rage. That was a brief excerpt from my conversation with the tow truck driver right after getting my car searched by police. But now back to our adventure... Here I find myself back in my hotel room at 
believe it was a roadway in in Grand Junction, Colorado. And I had just gotten back from my first trip to the local bar. It was sometime at night. And uh, I had uh, quite the conversation with an older and larger lady. So here it is, the final installment of the first episode of Road Rage. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, probably the ugliest lady in that bar I was talking to. I was sitting at the corner of the bar. She sat next to me on the uh, endmost corner of the bar. And she did the whole leaning up, leaning into me thing. But, uh, you know, if it was a normal, uh, like, not even hot girl, but just any girl that I was even somewhat attracted to, I would have... I would have moved away, you know, because I, I don't want to come off as a sexist or, or a pervert or whatever, you know. Even though what I was sitting here f- first, you you fucking came into my personal space. Why am I the one moving? But you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, this uh, probably in her forties, larger woman comes and sits in the bar next to me, and does the whole leaning into me thing. And I stayed there. I, I, I stayed there. I might have even leaned into it a little bit. And we we struck up a conversation. Her name was Amy. Uh, I can't believe I still remember her fucking name. But, uh, because I, I, I forgot her name about two minutes after she told me it. Because my memory is bad. And, uh, she, she got all offended. She's like, I'm not telling you my name twice. <laughs> I'm not telling you my name twice. And, oh, uh, before I was asking her what kind of, you know, her favorite drink, because I was getting Jameson shots, and, well, first I I got a wild turkey shot with a beer, and after that my second shot was a Jameson, and she was, that's when she sat next to me. So I asked her if I could buy her a shot, because fuck it, man, I'm in Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh, fuck the ugliest lady I've ever seen fucked in my life here. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so, uh, you know, I asked her if I could buy, get her a drink, uh, Jameson. And she goes, no, I, I only drink vodka. <laughs> and I go, oh, what do you, what do you mix your vodka with? And she goes, nothing. <laughs> She's this 41-year-old overweight white lady. All right. Just like, she looked like she had done prison time type white lady, you know, not, not like, uh, Classy red wine drinking white lady. No, she she was like trailer trash. I blew up my fucking house by cooking meth type looking lady, and I served prison time for that. That's kind of white lady we're talking about here. And uh, she um she says she just drinks straight vodka. <laughs> she doesn't mix with anything. She just drinks vodka straight. I was like, what are you, a fucking KGB agent? <laughs> you were just straight up, like, Russian, just drinking vodka straight. So that's that's the kind of lady we're dealing with here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking, I mentioned that I, that I smoke weed. And she goes, oh, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> She goes, you just missed out on the best thing in your life. (laughs) 
It's like, how fucking bad do you think my life is, lady? That you... I guess maybe you could give great blowjob because, let's face it, if me and this, this large lady is having sex, it's going to be very hard, awkward sex. It's going to be cool because it's dirty. It's a stranger. She probably smells bad because she's fat. And when fat ladies get naked, they usually smell pretty bad. Just don't mean to generalize. But she goes, you just missed out on the greatest... Uh, the greatest thing in your life. <laughs> Cause, uh, you, so I'm like, what, you don't fuck with stoners? She's like, no, I don't. And uh, she stopped talking to me after that. So I fucking struck out a Grand Junction. Not yet, because uh, it's not last call yet. Once it's an hour before bar closes, so once it's 1 a.m., I'm going to go back to that fucking bar and pick up the goddamn scragglers chicks just waiting at the bar till bar close they're gonna have to go home with somebody I live right fucking next door baby when they come over to the red to the roadway in room number 203 by the way if anybody's listening to this I will no longer be staying at the roadway in I'm checking out tomorrow but uh if you're in the roadway in and you can hear me talking right now Room 203, baby. Just give it a knock. <laughs> I got two fucking beds here. The guy, like, thought he was uh, doing me, like, giving me a deal. He's like, I'll, I'll give you the two beds for, you know, the, the low rate. But I don't fucking need two beds here. I have, I'm here by myself. Just having two beds makes the loneliness that much worse. Because it's like... Oh, here's a whole nother empty bed. <laughs> but, you know what, I got a system. I'm using one of the beds as a couch. The other bed is a sleeping bed. But, you know, sometimes I'll just fucking fall asleep on the couch when I'm at home, so maybe the couch bed will be my sleeping bed tonight. But, hopefully before that, I go back to that fucking bar, pick up the scragglers. There was a band playing, so it was too loud to record, but... If, um, there's, I think they stopped playing now, so, next time I go over there, I'll be podcasting, and, uh, maybe we'll have some funny conversations. Alright. And that concludes the first episode of Road Rage. I hope you folks enjoyed it. I certainly did. I also did not enjoy parts of it, but, looking back on it now, I'm... Glad it all worked out that way. But uh, to carry us to the end, I am going to put a small clip of my stand-up show in Omaha, Nebraska. That show really made this whole trip and car fiasco worth it. And to play us out, uh, I'm going to be playing an appropriate song by the one and only Mr. Adam Sandler. Thank you, guys for listening to the first episode of Road Rage. I'm your host, Keith D. Please listen again. Thank you, I'm Keith Rosa! I thought my name was Keith D'Souza. They always just fucked up my name. I can't do all that. It's all good, man. I, I got-
Yeah, it's the fucking Portuguese in. Alright. And then just full disclosure, I have been drinking for the last three and a half hours. Yeah. Now, probably four, three and a half hours since I've been at this particular location. Four hours tonight. You know, that's what happens when you put me at the end of a show. That I get to... What am I supposed to do with a punk rock bar? Look, I was trying to get red, red wines. I was trying to order a red wine. Because that's good. That's healthy. Right? That's good for you. You get it rather than medical journals. The antioxidants, exactly. Fuck those oxidants. You know, you know what you know what they say? One one box of red wine every night. It's good for your heart. It's good for your heart. I'm all about my health. But I tried to order I tried to order a Pinot Neuer. One of those Pinot Neuers. Uh, oh, you guys are a savage non blunt. Blank? Five man blank? Blank rock? Yeah. This is a punk rock bar. They don't have any red wine here. No, no red wine here. Really, this is what Sinvicious died for. This is a punk rock bar. You ordered hardly. I can't see through the windshield Cause he's got the big fucking crack And the interior smells real bad Cause my friend built in the back It's a piece of shit Piece of shit car Piece of shit car He sucks royal dick Then fucking pile of shit What have you been Car. It's got no CD player, it only got the A-track. Whoever designed my car can lick my sweaty nutsack. And I got no fucking brakes, I'm always way out of control. Eleven times a day, I hear, hey, watch it, asshole. You fucking piece of shit. I got a piece of shit car. Diesel gas sucks my ass. That pile of gas of shit. Oh, what the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do to get stuck with you? You're too hard for drive through, and you smell like tissue. But I'm too broke to buy something new. Oh, fuck me. Oh, and if anybody's wondering how this ends, how I ended up getting back home to San Francisco, I got a rideshare from Craigslist from a very smart and nice woman who knew a lot more about fixing cars than I did because her car broke down on the way slightly and she was able to handle it without incident. But um, I did not podcast any of that. Unfortunately, even though we did have some great conversations, but that's how it ends. I ended up getting a rideshare back to San Francisco. 
But this will not be the last Road Rage episode. There are more to come. There's going to be a great one with my friend and fellow comedian Luke Lockfeld. That's episode two of Road Rage, so stay tuned.